0: Welcome to the Questionably Qualified podcast. I'm John Truxus, and I can do the math on why you go for two when you're down by 14 points late in the game. Joining me, as always, Mike
1: Yax. Yax, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. I thought Collinsworth explained that pretty well, actually. I don't. He did okay. <laughs> I guess I wasn't. I wasn't taking notes on it, but I was like, mm-hmm. I would did... say it took a lot longer than he would like it to. <laughs> Yeah, he really like went in depth. He was very, I felt like he was like aggrieved on behalf of uh, the old heads. Yes,
0: that's the thing, right? So when I was listening to it, I was like, it doesn't sound like you're a big fan of this idea, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but the it's math like, is there
1: all the money ball eggheads he didn't yeah. say that but that's kind of what i thought he was gonna start saying
0: yeah we can spend an entire podcast in the off season breaking down why it makes a lot of sense to do that but yeah in in summary it was a good idea that todd bowles decided yes. to go for two there
1: oh my gosh have you seen the people trying to kill him on not calling the last time out no really oh my god I've, i don't know how many threads i've seen about and, like, ESPN at that headlines. point it's
0: just to like hope that they fumble the
1: snap on a kneel down oh, i guess they would have had to kick the field goal from oh and it's like well, then they're up 11 with 12 seconds left right i'm like dude i don't i'm not killing todd bowles over that yeah like, that's a, that's a bit of a reach there like, i think that's just an unbelievable like i don't know i feel like they already didn't like him in tampa really yeah and they're just trying to But i'm just like i don't know i i thought it was stupid yeah well
0: before we go too far on that one Let's just focus on what's important there, which is the Detroit Lions were the team that were, we're back, up baby. fourteen points in the divisional round against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers wisely went for two, but they could not come back and win the game, which means the Detroit Lions
1: are in the NFC championship game this coming. Baby. How's it feel that's bud? unbelievable. It's amazing. It is yeah. I mean, when Dallas lost and Philly imploded, it was like I, it was the expectation was to win, I think. So It's not kind of as crazy as like if we went to Dallas in one, I feel like I'd be on the moon, you know, because it's like we kind of like, all right, we got to take care of business here. Like if we beat San Francisco out west, that'll be unbelievable. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's, you know, as a long suffering Lions fan, it is it's quite amazing to be part of the final four here.
0: Yeah, I feel like the, the Rams game has so much story built up into it. And then this weekend, it was kind of like, well, the Lions are favored by almost a touchdown. The Bucks are... Ma- well, Houston was also sort of questionable in the regular season, but two fairly questionable teams, you know, in the playoff mix still. And the big story being, you know, Kansas City-Buffalo. So I feel like coming into this weekend, like you said, there wasn't as much narrative excitement about the Lions game. So it sort of flew under the radar in that sense. But I was going through the list of NFC teams today and other than the cowboys now there's only one team that has a longer nfc championship drought than the dallas cowboys at this point can you believe that
1: (laughs) i can't but i have to think about who it is it took me a little while to think about i had to go through all the nfc teams i'm gonna have to think about it i know i feel like i'm gonna
0: feel stupid it's pretty wild because it doesn't seem possible that the cowboys have the second longest in the nfc but when you go through all the teams it's like oh yeah they made a super bowl appearance they made a super bowl appearance they made a conference game appearance like
1: yeah all the nfc south is covered which is wild you're giving me hints but i i knew that they were they, that's not that wild carolina with cam uh breeze and the saints yep falcons the, went in 28 to 3 yep and the bucks of course the brady bucks yeah but also when they the won the west first Super everybody everyone in the west yep because the cards uh, made it oh my gosh it's the commanders that's right
0: it's the yeah. division rival washington commanders <laughs>
1: because <laughs> i was like well minnesota made it on that crazy mm-hmm. thing and yeah
0: now we're in so the commanders. Yep. two nfc east teams but yeah the commanders <laughs> are the only one with a longer drought for oh, the nfc God. championship game the dallas cowboys that i feel bad because i feel
1: like it took me too long
0: uh, I mean, it, I was I was thinking about it like, off the top of my head, because I remember last in last week's episode, we had talked about that, where I said, hey, like, the Lions have now made it farther. I said, if the Lions win, they will have made it farther than the Cowboys have in a long time, like since 95. Yeah. And then I was thinking about today. I was like, well, who else is there? And just like going division by division, it's like, oh yeah, no, all the NFC North teams have made an appearance. All the NFC East teams. And I was like, oh no, not Washington. <laughs>
1: ah, you went <laughs> was to like, East oh. for a second. That helped yeah. you. Yeah. Because I went yeah. North. Southwest,
0: yeah, but uh yeah, so that's an interesting, interesting factoid there. But uh, congratulations on the win. We had a great time watching the game. I was at Mads for you know Jan Twents watching the game over the weekend. I thought it was a a really fun game. I thought the Lions. You know, I I don't pay a whole lot of attention to like the coaching search stuff just because I think a lot of it is not worth looking at until they're actually hires. Yeah, I get I get a lot of the Ben Johnson hype now. (laughs) Oh yeah because that play calling is pretty sick the way that he was attacking the bulls defense was pretty nasty
1: yeah and he's it's it's so weird because it's like he was kind of cold for a bit and then in the second half he just caught fire again and it was like uh oh and it kind of was like everything he did worked it felt like but yeah you see some of the silly things he does and i think like it's like i don't know i think he's so good at utilizing the things that make the players like good and special and i think that's really important like doing the things that the players are really good at and he's like he finds that really important he says it like over and over in his press conferences
0: yeah and like it sounds dumb but there is a whole article about the ravens this season where john harbaugh talked about the importance of finding coordinators who fit their scheme to the players and their strengths rather than trying to fit the players into their scheme and again like that seems Seems like obviously you would do that but clearly that's not the case around the league That's
1: not i mean it only feels like it's been kind of something new like it's so insane yeah. to be like that's kind of new school thought but i mean it kind of is yeah truly and you know
0: part of his scheme diversification and all that stuff right where there are yeah. different options now that you didn't used to have but yeah i mean i think like you said you see you see how that works in the ben johnson offense where you know you draft someone like sam laporta who would be good on every team but you see the way that they use him as a blocker and a receiver and they use that to set up plays where it looks like he's blocking but then he slips out and he's a receiver on that play and you see the way that Amon Ra is used where it's like hey we're gonna line him up here on this play we're gonna line him up here on this play Gibbs they might use him in ways that you might not think they're gonna use him something along those lines
1: <laughs> yeah exactly i mean i think the person who stands out the most to me is like Panay sewell the way he uses pené is psychotic it's like uh, n- no other tackle is used that way and it's because yeah. you know he it reminds a me a lot of what the stuff. eagles do with jason kelsey yeah exactly yeah there you go exactly Where you
0: say like hey yes this guy is really good at just being a tackle with sewell mm-hmm. but let's also utilize the freakishness that he brings in other ways that you might not expect a
1: tackle to be used exactly and it's like you could just use him in all the yeah prototypical ways but it makes it special like it yeah. makes it harder to defend if it's he's the only guy that can do this kind of stuff so you can't really yeah. prepare that much for it yeah
0: yeah yeah when you see a right tackle pull all the way across the left on like a red zone play yep. you know the defensive end on that side is like what the what hell just is happened? going on <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah exactly
0: what did you think of the jared goff performance I thought he was jared goff you know that early throw into the end zone had me a little nervous just like the just like the chess pass against the rams did
1: <laughs> i never got to chess pass level nerves <laughs> <laughs> that chess pass was something out of like, it's just something else. Yeah. Um, oh, you have to remind me of that play though. What you're talking? About. I think
0: it was on their first or second drive into the red zone, and they threw oh, pass yeah, 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 the pass into the back yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah, of the end yeah. zone, and it, and it he looked left to me like he just shorted short, it. He did. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He was getting. Yeah. It, he got. Yeah. Someone was just in his grill, and I think he couldn't step into it the way he wanted. He probably should have just ate it. But yeah, right. he threw it, and yeah, um, was it Winfield? Maybe. I think just, it was Winfield. He couldn't come down with it but yeah he shorted he shorted that that should have been an interception
0: yeah that one had me a little nervous but then like you said in the second half they were just rolling and yeah. it was like okay yeah this one this one's going the lion's way for sure Gibbs was
1: looking dirty in the second half he too. sure was Oof.
0: yeah yeah they were getting him out in space I mean the the couple of the breakdowns the I think the big touchdown run he had where he broke the oh safety my gosh,
1: yeah that was that was rough <laughs> yeah, he's yeah I mean they look great I mean I would say I'll say rashad white rushing for six a carry is highly concerning <laughs> weird for the lions and also week. highly concerning yeah yeah very yeah weird for them and super concerning
0: <laughs> yeah that's a good okay so that's a good point that we can use to to jump over to another game because sure. as much as i would love to talk with the lions the whole time because truly i am very excited for you guys this is very fun it's, and they're a fun team to watch i
1: really love they are fun. The yeah they are they're great to watch like i agree yeah
0: but there was a moment in that game where i said why aren't the Bucks throwing the ball to Mike Evans? Because you and I have talked all season about how the Lions can't shut down number one wide receivers. Yeah. And it seemed like at the end of the first half, they just went to him over and over again yep. and they got a DPI. Idly Ili- Ili- successful. And then there was one drive in the fourth quarter where they did it again. And it was like, oh yeah, there you go. There's that Mike Evans guy just just laying waste to the defense. And in between, they just kind of didn't go to him
1: much. They did a lot of concerning things on offense like they they had t- at least two plays where they did not block aiden hutchinson right yeah. and yeah, i'm like blocked off the edge there is literally i mean if you're gonna block one guy on our team it it has to be him right and the idea that he could get a sack when bait like untouched is unbelievable the, the idea that it could happen two times like I, I don't know what's going on with their offense to where that could happen multiple times, but Yeah, was... there
0: was clearly something that Aaron Glenn keyed in on also with their motion. The ringer did a cool breakdown of it mm-hmm. where all those uh D B sacks that they had early yeah, in the game. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think Branch had one and Melan
0: yep. had one. Yep, and they basically showed like the replays of it and it was the same motion from Tampa Bay every time. And it was the mm-hmm. side of the field that the motion was going to. But that oh, really? DB would then creep down and just fire. And oh, so wow. something they had seen on tape, they were like, Oh yeah, like they're not gonna pick him up if we <laughs> if we send that guy. And man, it worked. It worked.
1: Yeah, that's great. I love stuff. When you see stuff like that from AG, like that's a big time win. Yeah, and
0: I think I think that's one of those ones where you, you want the when you have an offense that's operating the way the Lions offense is I kind of want my defense to take those chances, right, and try to flip the script because you don't want to submit yourself to the death by a thousand paper cuts thing on that side of the ball. You want
1: to get the the offense the ball back. And, like, I think even if we try to hang back and cover, it just I don't think we can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I don't want to shit on our corners too much, but they are bad.
0: They're rough. They're real rough. Yeah, I mean. I think Maddock almost had a heart attack about Cam Sutton at one point.
1: <laughs> I mean, but... <sighs> that's the better option yeah yeah i mean that's i mean and and like the idea that it's i don't think it's particularly close i think vildor is like a lot worse than him right so i'm like what what do you do yeah it's yeah
0: so anyway so the segue for that going into another one of the games from last weekend is that i felt the same way about the 49ers and running the ball with christian McCaffrey, where it was pretty clear in that game brock purdy was not throwing the ball well and i kept wondering why they weren't running the ball at McCaffrey. And someone said, well, you know, he's kind of been bottled up the whole time. Like, he had the one big touchdown run, but otherwise he's averaging, like, three and a half yards a carry or something like that. And I get what they're saying, because it is important to look at the long run. But at that point, he only had, like, 11 carries. So it's like, okay, you're saying that there's a good chance it'll only be three and a half yards, but there's a 10% chance it's going to be a 40-yard touchdown. (laughs) Like, Like, your quarterback cannot grip the ball. It's obvious. Yeah. You need to do something else. Like, right like
1: i <laughs> it we're not measuring like the median rush right like right it doesn't matter like like the average is much more important yeah so it's like what you're saying i think is right and it's like as long as it's not like the median rush isn't one like, yeah three and a half is fine that's you're on schedule especially in an offense that. that if you can stay on schedule you almost always are gonna like be doing well but yeah
0: right yeah yeah exactly it had been 25 carries for like 100 yards and one of them was for 95 yards yeah that's that's a
1: different story (laughs) yeah
0: that's that's a different issue but yeah so that one was frustrating and then of course they went back to him towards the end and it it worked out and they were able to take the lead back that one was the one pick that i got wrong last week was i had the niners covering the spread in that game i don't know if it would have worked out if the weather had been better because clearly the weather affected Purdy. I am th- sure it affected Love also. What were your general takeaways from the game though? Because I my, the big one to me is that I came away more concerned about the Niners than I was heading into the week. Heading into the week, I was kind of like, "Hey, the Ravens and the Niners have been the class of their conferences yeah. all year long, and everybody else is sort of playing for second fiddle." But after watching that game, I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm not blown away by the Packers. Maybe that's bias on my part. Uh, We can get into the Jordan Love conversation later. But my biggest thing was kind of like, maybe the Niners are a little more vulnerable than I thought they were.
1: I think that could be right. I also think like maybe the weather did have a little something to do with it, and it's also impossible for me to like extricate the fact that I'm a Lions fan. So I see everything. I'm like, this is the team we're playing next week. So like seeing that Aaron Jones was able to run a ton, I'm like, oh my gosh! If we're able to like get our running game going against this defense, like it makes me a lot more hopeful about the outcome for sure. Um, you know, in the splits with and without Debo, and how healthy is he? gonna be i think that's super important like if he's not 100 percent, i think that makes the offense a lot different for them yes i'm not saying anything that you haven't everyone isn't saying right now those are kind of the two biggest things that i see and like this this i don't know it's, it's gonna be a weird matchup this team doesn't like i don't it's weird because it's like i think brandon iu kind of is like a top 10 receiver by the numbers this year which almost yeah advanced metrics in
0: particular freaking love him
1: and he's not known like that so we're gonna see what he's really all about this week i think because he's the actual receiver type guy and debo's more of like a swiss army knife but we're (laughs) i don't know we're gonna see. It's gonna I'm terrified of this offense.
0: So yeah, you're right. Like based on the advanced metrics in particular, Ayuk has been like a top tier wide receiver this year. And he doesn't seem to fit that mold. Like he's not thought of that way. But I think oh. you're right that in terms of like a classic wide receiver one, wide receiver two sort of situation, Ayuk would be their wide receiver one, I think.
1: Yeah, that's how I think. And I think I don't know. That I'm very worried about him. <laughs> And this yeah. is like I saw. It. It's the same every single week. It's like what? What team? Where, where's the team that doesn't have a prototypical wide receiver? That's what I want to know.
0: Yeah, and why is it that the Lions are able to win these games, even though they give up like twenty <laughs> yards a catch to the other team's best wide receiver? Yeah, is uh, it a Jedi yeah. mind trick?
1: <laughs> I'm I'm bummed for this game. um <laughs> Yeah. So before before we move on to the
0: the projections, um, the only other thing that I would say about the Packers Niners game, I think, like you said. The The Packers offense looked on script and they put the Niners offense in a tough spot where they're not as good when they're trailing. I also just think that, I think Matt LaFleur is a very good head coach and play caller. And I think you see the scripted drives work out that well, just like they did when they had Aaron Rodgers there. And then it gets a little uglier when you're later in the game and you need to make something happen.
1: And yeah.
0: to that point, one of the big things I wanted to talk about for this game was towards the end of that game, it was Greg Olson and Kevin Burkhart doing it. And I like them a lot. But I think it was Greg Olson said, we're talking about two of the best young quarterbacks in the league here. And I know you get caught up in the moment I do and there do. are things for hyperbole. <laughs> but I went through the list of quarterbacks by Hard age. Pass. And I think that under the age of 25, I would say that they're like numbers five and six, maybe. <laughs>
1: oh, man. It's- so to start the season everyone has to be 25 or older to me no
0: importantly jordan love is 24 right like i think it's important for everyone to remember that he's not a rookie he's not a rookie okay (laughs) and brock purdy is 23 to start the year
1: all right let's see if i can get the guys you're gonna name uh stroud stroud what about maybe Jalen? yep um who else do we got i need help all right okay so trevor lawrence (laughs) okay i wasn't gonna say him because
0: that's the other easy one i think because he's only 23
1: yeah, I just wasn't gonna say him because he's so weird. But he's Pearson very weird. is weird. This is like this whole conversation always is so weird, especially for young quarterbacks. Yeah, it's like it's so tied to the coach. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: I I like I like my odds of dropping Lawrence into Love or Purdy's situation. <laughs>
1: yes. So if and you, getting good results, <laughs> there you go. If we're gonna yeah. play that game, exactly. Yeah. Like that's exactly right.
0: So you have those three, and then you have Herbert. To me, oh, jeez. Yeah, who's only twenty five?
1: Damn. Okay, so that's an easy one. I thought he was like twenty six. Yeah, yeah. Tua's is the oldest twenty five year old to start the season. That's I, I one. think
0: I kind of put him in the same group yep. where it's like he's a product of the system. Yeah, that's another listen, tough one. I think Love has demonstrated more physical abilities mm. than Tua and Purdy. Like his oh, some yeah. of his throws off platform oh, yeah. and stuff are awesome. Yeah. but you saw at the end of that game. This is a this is a fourth year player. And on first and 10, with a minute left and That's only needing a field goal to tie, he rolled right and threw back left. Which is like lesson number one for young quarterbacks. Do not throw the ball back across the field. And as soon as he let it go, I was like, oh, it's a pick. That's a pick.
1: I mean, it just was, some guys can do it, but it, I don't know if the ball slipped or, because he had nothing on it. it yeah. It, it's truly an awful throw. <laughs> it was just a duck just floating up there for someone to come pick, yeah yeah so i i didn't get that I, yeah he must have just panicked a little first time yeah. i think he looked if you take his year as on a hole there are definitely some ups and downs it, it definitely felt like a rookie campaign mm-hmm. he he seemed better on the hole than i thought he was gonna be made though yes
0: i think that's true and so then then the the second part of that of course is okay well the league the league has just seen him now for a season that's true are you assuming that he's going to keep ascending or is it possible that when they were three and six and he didn't look very good, teams were playing a fashion of defense that allowed him to throw the ball, being like, let's see if Jordan Love can beat us. And when it comes to next season, that's not going to be the case. Yeah, They're going to be coming out and going like, okay, we got to take him somewhat seriously. And I think that's the second part that people miss a lot is like, when you're that good of a quarterback, you develop every single year and adapt to what they're throwing at you, and you keep shifting it and i before people go all the way off the rails with this stuff it's like hey hold on let's see if coming in next season does he keep it up or does the defensive change make it so that he has a hard time is it more important that his offensive line kept him fucking spotless against the san francisco 49ers defensive front all game long or is it a product of just him being that good
1: you know yeah it is Yeah, definitely for sure.
0: Because he didn't get harassed at all that game. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to be upset about the Packers finding another quarterback. I'm more annoyed they keep on finding fourth-round tackles that are all pro-caliber. Yeah.
1: <sighs> Painful. They do some. They do something up there. Yep,
0: yep, they sure do. But anyway, the Niners are moving on. They'll be playing the Lions next weekend. Let's cover the AFC real quick before we get into the previews for, for next round. I don't think there's a whole lot to say about the Ravens texans game the ravens you know it was, i think it was a tie game at halftime 10-10. and cj stroud looked pretty darn good and the ravens just reasserted themselves as the best team in the league i think
1: put the molly wop on them oof
0: so that one was a little rough i thought it was a good showing for lamar which is always nice because there was the big uh you know i i think it's pretty dumb that people are like he's not able to win a playoff game because of the one year that he won the mvp and then lost to the titans but it's still nice to see it and be like okay there it is like we, we've seen it happen
1: and they put the womp on him
0: yes yeah, well, Lamar ended up with eleven carries for a hundred yards and two Ooh. touchdowns, and also one hundred and fifty-two yards passing and two touchdowns. That's a that's a good day at the at the office.
1: Yeah, that's what you want to see from your boy Justin. Yes,
0: yes, that is exactly right.
1: Another big takeaway from that game is uh, the future head coach of the Chargers was in attendance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have a chance to check charger chat do you hear about how they oh man
1: uh, you know i'm sure they're super pleased i also learned that um like <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to put this that jim harbaugh's quarterback at san diego was uh josh johnson wow really and if you there's a video of him like giving his brother a hug and then like freaking the th- fuck out to like hype up josh johnson who somehow is on the ravens wow like lost his mind when he saw him was so pleased i was like that's a wild one i kind of like that though i yeah. generally hate jim harbaugh and i find yeah. his antics stupid but i was pretty hyped for him yeah to be They're so like hey to... this guy I
0: used to coach a long long time ago <laughs> yeah. yeah so i loved, cool. i did really like that now how did you like that compared to Jason kelsey clearly enjoying <laughs> retirement the same way that <laughs> i would like to enjoy retirement
1: <laughs> <sighs> i liked it i the think pieces about how we're not Looking at what he did through the same lens as we view Taylor Swift, I thought was were exhausting. <laughs> They're like he, well, how come nobody calls him a distraction? I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> oh He's like God. one of the most famous football players now. It's his brother. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that it's a stupid thing to be like Taylor Swift's a distraction. We all understand that. Yeah i don't need to think peace about yeah like ask, like ask
0: the same clowns who actually think that taylor switch is ex- a distraction to explain why it's exact- different i don't know i don't know yeah it's like that. we don't
1: need to like we don't need to like do this cause it's, it's, yeah it's not a worthwhile exercise in my opinion you can just call those people fucking doofuses right and be done like wh- that's all it wh- takes <laughs> asking asking if like these people are distractions like the, per- the people you should ask are the people producing the television copy because yeah guess what they could just choose not to show them right so they keep cutting who's it actually distracting they're distract like it's distracting the television producer who makes the decision to put that on the television yeah it's i don't know it's i don't know that's my aside for that game
0: i think that's very fair i i just hope to to live my life the way that jason kelsey seemed to be when he was (laughs) retired
1: that is I don't we don't know if he's retired, to be that's fair. True. I to guess be fair that's true. he said he said he's too emotional to make that decision and we'll hear yeah. it. That's what he said on his podcast. They they're bringing Sirianni back though, right? So <laughs> Yeah, they're br- <laughs> Sirianni says he has to reprove himself. And the Dolphins inexplicably Do fired Vic Fangio. Yeah and the Eagles are like, one. Yeah, we we need him <laughs> Howie's already on the already on the phone trying to get yeah. Vic. I mean over matt patricia i'm not
0: sure you could do much more of an improvement there
1: <laughs> we all know we all know what's happening chargers are closed yep. and the the triumvirate of the patriots is going to reconvene in atlanta i really kind of want that i would love it it would be great yeah it, i mean unless they're good
0: well no they they would have they need to be like the version of good that the patriots were like two years ago in mac jones rookie year where it was like clearly smoke and mirrors and then they got absolutely stomped once they had to play a real game.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll take that. I'll take that'd that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Like they're at, like the media's asking like there's a narrative like is this really is this the yep. next great team? Yeah, Detroit exactly. Mollywomps, Mavericks's defense. Exactly. Put 65 on them.
0: Yep. Oh man, that'd
1: be sweet to watch.
0: So yeah, so anyway, Baltimore wins by a ton, so they are moving on to the AFC Championship game and Let's talk for a little bit about the Chiefs-Bills game, which I, I feel like kind of lived up to the hype, right? It was a good one. It was a oh, fun yeah. back-and-forth one. You know, coming into the game, I picked the Chiefs because I don't like picking against Patrick Mahomes when he's getting points. And I feel like it was just another yeah demonstration of why Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is so goddamn good.
1: I don't get it. I mean, I get why. I get him he's the best we always say that every like he's the best player in the league has been for years yeah meekle hardman's fumbling out of the end zone yeah
0: yeah well they could have iced the game so much
1: earlier so i'm like i don't i don't see how he can do it i guess kelsey had a good game for the first time and like did you see the stats that kelsey had been put up the last 10 games on average 50 yards and one touchdown
0: yeah i really think that they've been sure but
1: like yeah i still don't get it (laughs) I don't understand how the offense functioned in any way.
0: Right. Right without that going on at all. Yeah. So. Yeah, so Props for, for them, the game, man. Patrick Mahomes was 17 for 23 for 215 yards. So he was averaging a cool 9.3 yards per attempt. No turnovers. Like yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think that I think that it was a good demonstration in that game of why when people say like oh well Josh Allen's right up there why these other quarterbacks are right up there it's like yes that's true they're they're up there but Mahomes is like the only one in that tier and it's because he just doesn't make the mistakes that hurt you that badly I mean Allen's stat line even looks better than it could because that fumble in the last drive might have killed them also and they were pretty lucky to recover that one yeah but that's, like, one of the risks, I think, of... I mean, although it's a risk of a running quarterback, right? Is there's a chance for fumble, there's a chance for injury. And it's not mm-hmm. a lot, but when Allen carries the ball 12 times in a game, now you're getting into the range where it's like, oh, okay, well, that's a, a legitimate thing to to maybe worry about. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's, like, a kind of similar thing. Like, he kind of doesn't do that during the season anymore. Right,
0: right. Yeah, so I think, I think the Chiefs offense in this game, they scored 27 points, could have very easily been... Thirty-one to thirty-four, right? If if Hardman doesn't fumble the ball there at the one-yard line, yep. And in fairness, some of that is Andy Reid, where you're like, "Hey, man, <laughs> do you really want to hand it to Mikol Hardman on first and goal from the two <laughs> Like Isaiah Pacheco is just going off in this game. He's got he ended up with 15 carries for 97 yards. Maybe just maybe just hand it off.
1: <laughs> he is so crazy to watch. I like the. It's like his running motion is like it looks bizarre. Also, looks I don't think angry. he has any vision whatsoever. I love his it. vision is bad. Is it? Yeah. You see sometimes where you're like, think there was one where it's like he had a cut back. He just did not take it at all. Mm-hmm. That I noticed.
0: Yeah, but he he does what they need him to do. That's for sure. And yeah, so I think the Spags defense which has been pretty dang good all season. They're not great against the run, but they do throw things at the opposing quarterback that make life difficult. And I don't know, I mean, are the Chiefs going to win every game this season by a score of 27-24? to <laughs> Like, maybe maybe that's just the path that we're on. To that point, since their bye week, here are the results for the Kansas City Chiefs. They lose to Philadelphia 21-17. They beat Las Vegas 31-17. Philadelphia, They lose to Green Bay 27-19. They lose to Buffalo 20-17. They beat New England twenty-seven to (laughs) seventeen. They lose twenty to fourteen to the Raiders. They win twenty-five to (laughs) seventeen. Every one of these games is like, yeah. Well, the Chiefs will score between twenty-four and thirty points, and they'll hope to hold the opponent to seventeen to twenty-one. And that's
1: that's it. Yep. (laughs) That's yeah. It's a bummer that Diggs had that drop. Yeah. I don't know. A good game, though.
0: Yeah, there's probably a discussion to be had at some point about where Diggs is in his career. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The last, the last bit on that game, I think, is it does seem unusually cruel that the Bills had to lose on a wide right Oof, kick. Yeah. And really, like, couldn't they have just made the kick and then Mahomes could have got them into field goal range and they could have won with a field goal at the end instead of subjecting the poor Bills fans to another,
1: yeah, but another then wide just, right. Sure, but then they're just like another 17 seconds true ducks. like yeah what's i mean one is just sooner one is more a more recent trauma that's
0: true they're all very painful that's that's a very good point
1: but i just if we we have to if we have to suffer through another ton of think pieces and tweets about how they need to change the rule oh my god the touchback rule i just can't i can't deal with people that say shit like that it's so stupid
0: i agree and i haven't heard a good alternate suggestion I'm like, okay, well what do you what are you gonna do
1: then? You just give the offense the ball back? Well I think that's what they want to do. Put it at like the two. I heard somebody that's... say put it at the twenty. I'm like, okay, like a, what? Like
0: a reverse touchback?
1: <laughs> and then I, I saw the stupidest tweet, or I don't do tweets anymore. Do threads. Ah, like, there your, you go. like your corporate overlords would love Good you for to you. do, John. That's right. This is a plug for meta's threads. <laughs> this <laughs> this app this is brought to you by threads meta threads meta threads baby (laughs) do you want twitter without elon musk telling you about i'm not gonna do this joke it's too much for everyone i don't do twitter or X, wherever the fuck it is i saw this person there's like this is a pretty good point and they like quoted a thread that was like isn't it weird that if you would have fumbled it a yard before you just get the ball there and it's, like, so arbitrary that one more yard up, yeah. and then the other team gets the ball. I'm like, I don't know. In baseball, isn't it weird where you hit the ball three inches short of the fence, and it's an out? But three <laughs> inches past the fence, it's a home run. That's so random and arbitrary. <laughs> There's literally so an entire fucking Disney movie called The Mighty Ducks, which is about <laughs> Gordon Bombay, like, missing it, a, a penalty shot by one inch. Isn't right. it weird that the the goalie the goals aren't one inch longer like it's so arbitrary and random it's the fucking that's the stupidest argument i've ever heard anyone make every single fucking thing is like that one inch one way one inch the other way it's like it it makes a huge difference
0: i even got a better way to to diffuse any of the arguments for like oh just give the ball back to the offense at this yard line let's say the bills were down by two in that game right Mm-hmm. and they got the ball down to the five yard line and there were still 45 seconds left in the game and they hand the ball to james cook and he gets to the one and he spikes that ball through the end zone and out of bounds Wait, so it's <laughs> what if, now they can take a knee and run out the last 40 seconds of the clock and kick a field goal to win the game
1: yeah but you can't it'd be batting though would it be if you're the one fumbling it you can't fumble it forward on purpose.
0: Well, it's you can't recover the fumble. You don't get any progress out of
1: it. But wouldn't it be? But you're throwing it forward. I, mean, I don't you know, just know if it can the...
0: be a pass. If you're throwing it if you're not throwing it to someone. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, like when you, when you say like, oh, just just you know, give them the ball back at this point. Like you're opening yourself up to what? So what down is? But it, you then? don't
1: get a refresh down. <laughs> what if it's fourth it's, down?
0: Yes, yeah, it fourth down. Does that mean that the ball does turn over in that case? Then they not get in it. Cases? Then it's the same. <laughs>
1: I just yeah. I just think that people need to realize that like these types of rules, you, they just are part of sports.
0: They're all arbitrary, right? Exactly. That's the point.
1: Every rule is just arbitrary. Like, why is a fucking football field? What is it? Fifty three yards wide, right. If it was fifty four yards wide, like every single stadium in baseball is different dimensions. A fly yep. ball in one is a home run in another. Yeah, it's It's every single thing is like this. Like you, I don't know, man. It's like you they're just trying to like take everything that is unique and different out of the game well then just line up t- everyone you just get 10 tries from the 40 35 and if you don't get it you just you know what i mean just take turns like yeah Why do you nobody wants that. Yeah. Yeah yeah, that yeah yeah exactly. yeah now we're like yeah exactly because like people don't already don't want special teams then i'm just like just play the fucking game it's the game it's been the game like that for a hundred years it's not like like it's not like you know we're not talking about like referees should make mistakes and that's good oh we don't want that we, I want to take that shit out but it's like the the rules are the fucking rules they don't make the game worse they're the rules of the game yeah brother I'm with you yeah I'm with you 100%. I just lost my mind there
0: yeah I was I was pretty annoyed as well I I, I don't get why. I... <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Why? That's the that's the random piece that people are so upset about. Yeah, like you said, are you trying to eliminate all the variants? You want it to only be determined by the skill of and like
1: what? yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like nobody talks about like the one rule that I do think is stupid, where you kick the ball into the coffin corner on the kickoff, and the guy lays down out of bounds and touches the ball, and then it's all of a sudden a legal procedure, and nobody fucking complains about that. They're like, oh, that's just such a smart thing. That is a fucking forty yard difference most of the time that's stupid he didn't kick the ball out of bounds this is so stupid i don't know <laughs> that's a smart play but fumbling the ball through the end zone is shouldn't shouldn't be. penalize
0: you at all yeah yeah. Boo. yeah yeah i'm with you i'm with you on that one all right let's go ahead and look at look ahead to this week's games we're going to start with the one that'll be less emotional for you so we'll start with the ravens chiefs game the ravens chiefs is the first game of the weekend as well and the baltimore ravens are favored by three and a half points at home Against the Kansas City Chiefs. What is your initial thought about that game?
1: My initial thought was I shouldn't burn myself again <laughs> by picking against the best player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But then I said, fuck it. Baltimore, they're the best team. And if anybody can break the Spags 17-21, to 21, mm-hmm. and then if any defense can break, Chiefs scoring 24, it's like... <laughs> isn't this didn't they say this is like the first team to be number have the number one overall defense and the number one rushing attack since the 85 bears
0: uh that i would believe let me see i know they're number one in, in defensive dvoa at least and i wouldn't be surprised i mean they're obviously the best rushing team from a yardage standpoint so yeah i wouldn't be surprised if it's it's the case in both both of no, those the, phases
1: and that's like widely considered one of the best teams yes has ever been assembled outside. so yeah that's yeah. kind of wild. And they where I'm are also,
0: at. <laughs> yep, they're also number one in rushing DVOA in offense. Yeah. So, which is bad for the Chiefs also, because that's where they're weakest as a defense.
1: I'm picking the Ravens. But, because actually, I, I asked Lamar, exercise the demons. Like, womp this team. And he womped them. Yep. What am I supposed I to think,
0: do? So this one's tough for me, because I mean, as we talked about before, yeah. I have my rule of I always take yes. Patrick Mahomes when he's getting yeah. points. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a good rule. He's the best player, he's still the best player.
0: This Baltimore team has been so good all year long. Their only losses on the season were the weird overtime loss to the Colts, the 17-10 game against Pittsburgh that somehow flipped late, a close loss where they gave up the, the lead in the fourth quarter to Deshaun Watson, I think, and the Browns <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Was it? And then the game where they rested their starters. Those are the only games they lost. Yep. And like you said, they're number one in defensive DVOA. They're number four in offensive DVOA. Number one in rushing. Number five in pass. Like they are so good, yep, across the board. And I think if it was Baltimore minus three, mm. I would be willing to
1: say I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. But that
0: extra half point for me, I'm like, <laughs> you're
1: you're giving me more than a field goal with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, if anyone can do it with the team. Behind him yep. it's him. Yeah. yeah. That's
0: kinda where I'm. I'm just like, you know what? All these numbers say that I should be but then I'm looking at I'm like, okay, so Mike McDonald's defense has been great and one of the things they do the best is disguise who's rushing and who's dropping. Mm. They confuse opposing quarterbacks a lot. You know who's never really had a problem with that? Is yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Very true. And then on the other side of the ball, it's like they're not gonna shut down Lamar Jackson all game. But can Steve Spagnuolo create a game plan that makes it so they have a bad half? Sure. And the Chiefs are out to a twenty-one to ten lead in the first half, and now Baltimore is passing more than they would like to. Like, does anyone on that sideline panic? Yeah,
1: could happen. There's definitely a game script where it could go the Chiefs' way. I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I would say I'm taking the Chiefs plus three and a half. But I can't man, I'm with you. It. Yeah, I can't fault that Baltimore it. team is so good.
1: <laughs> yeah they're they're very good.
0: All right let's go ahead and switch over the nfc championship oh, game being played in san francisco the detroit lions heading out to san francisco they opened the week i haven't checked today but they opened the week at least as seven point underdogs to the 49ers
1: what do you think john i'm taking the lions <laughs> lions baby i have to I'm i know It right could with be fifth it could be one it could be even <laughs> i'm taking them it could be lions minus three i'm gonna take them so yeah. I'm
0: taking I'm taking the Lions plus 7. So I'm right there with you on that. What what are you most afraid of in this game besides Ayuk?
1: Um the thing I'm most afraid of, he is actually second for me. To me it's like if they're on schedule and we're not if like if they win first down and we're still in our base defense and it's second and 4, that's a that's a nightmare scenario where I think Alex Anzalone has cracked ribs and we can't really cover for any length of time and we can't get a ton of pressure i know their right tackle is not very good so hutch is going to be out there all day but if they're on schedule and our linebackers have to cover cmc i don't really See how the game goes in our favor <laughs> yeah if they're off schedule and we're sitting with those three like our best position group is three safeties so if they're in second and eight second and nine all game and then now we're sitting in more of a dime and i got melon Phan-woo or branch or you know gardner johnson that have to cover cmc for a little extra time i feel about a million times better <laughs> and it's like yeah so it's like if yeah if we have to worry about I mean, you know, and then you also have to worry about Kittle. So it's like, there's too much to worry about. We have to stop the run, especially on the early downs, and be able to get our best players on the field to stop them. And if they can run the ball against us, which last couple games, it's it hasn't been like it has been all year, it's going to be, I think, a bad game script for us.
0: What what have you heard so far about Debo and his availability?
1: Um, so They were checking to see if he had... And we, so... <laughs> I've mentioned three guys and none of them are arguably their player that makes their team go like the efficiency with him on and off the field. I mentioned, um, they checked to see if he had a broke something broken in his shoulder and that That seems bad. He didn't, but I'm like the idea that we're worried about that. I I think he's going to play. I saw questionable.
0: Yeah. So where I'm coming from with this line, I've I've taken the Niners minus big spreads most of the year, which has generally worked out pretty well for me. Yeah because they've crushed a lot of teams yeah. if debo is out or limited then it's a much different offense that we're looking at with san francisco for sure and the fact that he not only didn't come back in the game mm-hmm. but came out in street clothes yeah to me that means that if he's playing it's not going to be at anywhere near 100 because laporta I feel against
1: like, the rams energy <laughs> yeah
0: because i feel like if you could you would probably be dressed still for the second half and be like yeah. Let's see if we can work me in here since it is the playoffs. Yeah. With that in mind and him out, and to me, the path for the Niners to dominate this game, like they've dominated some of the other teams they've played this year, is by scoring 35 plus points. Yeah. And I don't know that that's a guarantee with Debo out. And so mm-hmm. I'm looking at this as like a shootout where both teams are going back and forth because, yes, the Niners have trounced a lot of teams this year, but you look at the teams they've beaten by multiple scores, and it's the commanders the cardinals the seahawks the eagles the buccaneers the jags like the jags i guess had a decent defense that's your best bet there out of those teams dallas who again it's pretty clear they were fraudulent the cardinals the giants and the steelers none of those teams have been as good as the lions have this season and certainly none of them have been as good on offense as the lions have been
1: definitely true And I think our our path to, you know, is like our path to kind of a winning script is being able to run the ball. This is a defense that isn't always as stout against the run as in years past. And it's like, we just have to win early down runs or, you know, have enough threat on that side of the ball to be able to, you know, get our play action working. If we're down and we're not, the play action doesn't work. It's really not going to be an easy... game for us to get back into right yeah
0: and part of the reason that i asked you like what you're afraid of in this game i was curious to hear your answer because one thing that i'm not afraid of as somebody who has the lions plus seven is the niners defensive line Mm. which is one of their strengths but we just saw what the packers offensive line did against that unit and the lions offensive line is really good
1: no doubt i think some of what green bay is able to do on offense especially with the love back there and especially with how the game went like i think you mentioned it green bay was playing from ahead a lot of the time and i if we're playing from ahead and we're running the ball i don't i'm not afraid of almost anybody defensive line it it really doesn't matter because if we're able to do play our game which is a ton of play action and a lot of run yeah that's that's where we want to be if we're down two scores it gets very rough very fast with a quarterback that can't really move and the interior of our line is injured and like everyone in the interior like our two tackles i think well our left tackle's pretty much been injured all year as well so yeah
0: the Ragnar injury was scary yeah
1: he's gonna play but <laughs> man what a hit the dude's a warrior for sure That's an
0: alignment for you yeah yeah
1: so yeah, If we're playing from behind by two scores, that's the script where it gets away from us, I think, and we can take a whomping. If, if we're playing within a score and we're doing kind of our game plan, we don't have to throw too much. Well, yeah. I think it's a we got a puncher's chance
0: yeah and I think I think the odd thing that not a lot of people have talked about so far that I've heard is that I think the Niners are in the exact same boat like if the Lions come out and do what Green Bay did and they have a big first drive for a touchdown and the Niners sputter on the first drive and the Lions are suddenly up 14 nothing yeah I think just like you said you'd be worried about that like I think Niners fans are going to rightfully be pretty pretty on edge and be like oh shit are we going to be able to to bring this thing back
1: and yeah i think to that point it's like we've seen purdy do some stuff on this stage we haven't seen him kind of because from that position the lions will be bringing those edge blitzes all those weird schemes yep so we're gonna have to he's gonna have to you know do some (laughs) diagnosing and we'll see but oh man i don't know if we're gonna see that game script though (laughs) i would love it as much as i would love it
0: i think the important thing to me is that the lions are clearly better on offense than they are on defense. But they're not an abomination on defense. Sometimes it feels that way. But their defensive DVOA is 13th. They are a middling defense. So I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that it's like, oh, well, they're just not going to be able to stop the Niners at all. Like, there's nothing they can do. And then you throw in the fact that San Francisco used a third-round pick on a goddamn kicker, and he can't kick field goals.
1: Yeah, he's not very good. Because he went to a school that is pretty bad, I heard. (laughs) That's what you heard? i heard i heard it was a bad school they're a bunch of cheaters and weirdos they drink a bunch of milk that's what i heard i don't what school do you go to do you know
0: how you know i think it was it was somewhere in michigan i think
1: oh yeah i think it was i think you might be right school yeah Mm,
0: yeah so yeah i don't know i'm taking the lions and yeah i mean maybe i'll feel real dumb but like i said i went through that list of teams that like i said i banked all year on the niners covering big spreads against bad teams yeah the lions are not a bad team oh definitely better than all of these the the really bad teams that the niners beat up on and i'm just looking at it like you know like i said coming into this last week i felt that the niners and the ravens are both in that tier above everybody else not after last week i feel like the, the ravens are yes and the Niners are not in that tier. And maybe that's just the gap between someone like Purdy and someone like Lamar. Purdy does a great job in the Shanahan offense, but he's not balling out on his own to salvage things.
1: I do think that, like, you know, we like to make a big deal about narrative. Some- oh, I do. Um... I, feel, I I think it, it, it isn't said enough. I think like when you have a guy like LaFleur that coached so much with Kyle Shanahan and technically like comes out of like the Shanahan coaching tree, I think it it makes a ton of difference. There's so much nuance and information that I don't think he can just tell us that he can retain and like react to playing somebody he worked so intimately with for so many years and so when we we have to also dance on joe barry's grave fire today yes good call. r.i.p to joe barry See so it's you like letter. you would think that lafleur could you know steer joe barry in the right direction and give him a lot of information on like you know the type yeah. of stuff that shanahan likes to do. do and like obviously he knows because they play against that exact system every day good on good so it's like right that's kind of like i think when we it, if 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 and I don't hope, I hope this is not what happens. The Lions get mollywopped and now everyone's like, oh well, they're not even as good as the Packers. I'm like, it's just this. There's so Match much that so much. yeah, exactly. Like and like even things that like you don't necessarily think of as going into it. I think do actually make a big difference, and that's why sometimes a narrative and talking about it can be helpful. But also when people try to force a narrative that doesn't really make a ton of sense or matter as much, it's not as you know interesting or useful yeah i don't know for sure. lions minus 50 let's go let's go lions i mean you're not the only
0: <laughs> one that whoever ahmed is on the pregame show also taking the lions with big spreads <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you not see I, this i i don't know if i saw i saw i saw on the nfl network they did a little preview uh-huh and like half the people took the lions to win outright so <laughs> i'm like what there's someone i thought i saw <laughs> was this last game that he picked yeah. the Lions to win fifty two to three.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah. But he also did it he also did it for the week before. He picked him to crush the, the Rams. And so they're not sure if it's just like he doesn't like being forced to pick the, the games and he's like, screw this. But yeah, fifty six thirteen. Boom. <laughs> Gotta love it. Well all right, buddy, thanks for jumping on. I am excited to watch the games this weekend and to talk to you and everybody oh else gosh. we know back in michigan about what's going on good luck to the lions man lions Fucking plus seven lion you know if you want to get the adjusted line odds on that lions minus 20 see what you can get <laughs> right you know get, get a nice fat payout for that one.
1: Oh man oh i'd lose my mind are we going to vegas or what
0: vegas oh i think we would have to if that's what f- happens i think we gotta i don't, we'll I don't know how we swing it with our wives <laughs> our wives slash audience but we gotta figure out a way
1: We'll have to figure something out. For sure. God damn it. Go Lions. All right, buddy. Have a good weekend. I right, you too.